This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mr. Beast is taking the gold pill. This is going to be the best day ever. This is gonna be the best day ever. Wake up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I'm your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by none other than Jonah Barnes, Ward Librarian and Associate Professor of All Things Apocryphal. And we've got a super cool news story for you. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have seen on social media is true. Mr. Beast is taking the gold pill. He is teaming up with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The world's most famous YouTuber is teaming up with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to perform some serious service projects through the church's justserve.org, which is super cool, man. I mean, this is one of the more high-profile uh, gigs we're doing. And in typical anti-Mormon fashion, there's a bunch of anti-Mormons and haters that are absolutely finding the deepest, most bottom-of-the-barrel excuses to hate on it, and we will mock them mercilessly later. But until then, <laughs> let's actually talk about all this super cool service that is going on. Jonah Barnes, please catch us up to speed as to what's going on. Tell us, Ward Librarian, Ward Historian, go. Well, first of all, we need to make a little correction here to your intro card, and I'm sorry to criticize, but it's actually Brother Beast. Oh, yes. No? He's one step no in the baptismal font. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brother Beast. So just to catch everybody up, if you don't know who Mr. Beast is, uh, Mr. Beast is the world's most famous YouTuber. Okay. Yeah. He has over 236 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. Jeez. He does all kinds of crazy things. He makes so much money off of his YouTube videos that he can afford to do insane stunts like randomly walking through a grocery store and being like, hey, do you want $10,000? And makes a video out of it. And it's kind of crazy. A lot yeah. of the stuff he does is totally wild and wacky. And it's just it's just peak YouTube. Yeah. But this time, but now that he's amassed so much money uh, doing this and doing it quite well, that Mr. Beast has created a philanthropy, uh, a philanthropy link tree. Okay? He has his own philanthropy uh, 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 that he goes off and does things for and grants wishes and those are kind of fun things. So we're going to talk about some of those later, but he also has a, a link tree yeah. that he refers his people to. And Look at in this. this link it tree, says there's- Dora. I put it on the screen. It says Dora fundraiser register. Just sor- serve. Holy yep. crap. I mean, the biggest YouTuber in the world just put on his link tree register for just serve like yep. that is incredible he's got roof of hope watch our films what is beast philanthropy where i can donate and sustainable t-shirts i mean we're getting some top billing there if we're the the, the second line that's the log line on the movie poster bro that is incredible yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good just serve for people who aren't aware of what just serve is and mr beast 
excuse me, Brother Beast, is trying to educate people on what it is. It's just a platform that the church created that people in their local community, you can submit service ideas and other people can see those ideas and join you in that service. It's really a simple idea. It's actually kind of crazy. No one ever did it, but the church figured this out that just to connect people to do service in their local community. So it's called just serve. It isn't serve and convert. It isn't serve and, you know, accumulate money. It's nothing. It's just serve. It honestly is just local service projects there. And in 2022, they had over 16,000 different projects submitted onto the app. They had almost 70,000 new people kind of join it. It's, it's not, it, it hasn't been widely, widely publicized until now. Um, until now, Brother Beast is giving it some love and that's probably going to help big time to get people serving in the local community. So it's a great idea. And Brother Beast is awesome for doing it. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, Brother Beast is going to learn that when you associate with the Church of Jesus Christ, when you get close to the Savior, the haters come hating. Oof, which is, I see a bunch of links in the Discord. Which one do you want me to pull up first? (laughs) Which one do you want me to pull up first? They're all awful. (laughs) They're They're all all awful. awful. Okay. So the first one, the first one is the, the, uh, a YouTuber has cured a thousand blind people. Yeah. I got that one right here. So just uh, about a year ago, he uh, used some of his money uh, to to go out and to find people who were legally blind and get services and surgeries and and treatments for them so that they weren't blind anymore. Yeah, that's great. And of course, he he titles his YouTube, you know, I cure a thousand people of blindness. Now, it's hard to think who would have a problem with this. Oh, oh, but the Internet's got them. The internet's got them. Some people have a problem with this. And so they came out with all these different reactions. And there's a couple reactions that I threw up in the Discord. Okay. Um, Slepkava uh, tweets out. She says, this Mr. Beast stuff is pretty fascinating, but it's also pretty simple. He does exploit people for personal financial gain. The end result is good because some people are, you know, I don't know, um, not blind anymore. But he is not a good person because of it. By the way, what <laughs> if worse came to worst and he was a YouTuber that made a million bucks per video only curing 10 people of blindness? Like, like he, those are 10 people that wouldn't be cured by the idiot that's twerking on Ventura Boulevard <laughs> trying to do the latest TikTok trend. Like, I, uh-huh. I mean, even if their worst accusation was correct, and as this one news article pointed out, it was performative altruism. So what? So what? It's altruism. <laughs> okay. Like, like, well, yeah. so oh, at the end of the day, it's just American altruism. Yeah. What did you call us liberating Western Europe? You don't think the French people that were starving <laughs> in war torn Western Europe because the Nazis had blown out their entire household and these these dudes showed up. Uh, yeah. All those GIs that liberated uh, Dachau in Poland. Oh, that was just, you know, that was just performative altruism. Right. Or maybe it's called humanity. They always what's the number it's like rule number four of anti-Mormons is they always, they're spiritual terrorists that try and rob you of your humanity. You know what I'm saying? It's like these people, I can't believe it. If worst came to worst and just to make YouTube videos, Mr. Beast out of pure cynicism, okay? If Mr. Beast simply out of pure cynicism decided he was going to cure a thousand blind people just for a YouTube video, great. I yeah, who want, cares? I want every YouTuber in the world that's cynically just doing it for money to think, wow, I have to go find service projects to engage in. If great. I'm, yes, great. Exactly. Yes. 
Go do it. Go go be cynical and help actual people who with actual needs. So okay. this guy, a uh, Kef the beer man, also tweets out. He says, "Devil's advocate." But while it was an amazing piece of altruism on your behalf, now any statement that begins with "while it was an amazing piece of altruism," okay, stop. Just stop. That's the end. That's the end of the sentence. Okay, like don't don't go on. He says, "Well, it was a amazing piece of altruism on your behalf. Why make a video about it?" Why not just do good with no reward other than self-satisfaction, knowing you're making the world a better place? Maybe some people see it as attention-seeking shrug. This is the definition of a spiritual beta, and it is absolutely (laughs) why. This is absolutely why. In Jesus the Christ by James uh, E. Talmadge, Uh. he said, the Church of Jesus Christ will be the last institution on earth in the millennium. I I don't know if he says to fail or not, but he says... It will be the last institution on earth because it is the last institution that is preaching love. Hmm. And, and, and you think, how could we be the last one out there to preach even just basic love? Like that is just a third rail that humanity just intrinsically understands, right? Nope. Yeah. Then you go on Twitter and you're like, yeah, I can see. Okay, yeah, okay. Now okay. I can see it. <laughs> you know, I can see. Okay. So, so, any- so this, uh, so now. Andrea Bonyar, this is another little uh, snippet that I put in there uh, when asked about it, says one potential problem with content like this is that it can be dehumanizing to those who are being helped. She has a she hosts baggage check mental health talk and advice podcast. Uh, She says uh, when being filmed by an influential figure, there may be a power imbalance in which participants emotional experiences are commercialized. We run the risk of turning people into symbols. Now, hold on. Turning people into symbols of what? Of what? He's putting out there, broadcasting to the world, hey, look, I used some of my money to do good things for other people. And if so this inspires, can you. And so can you. And so can you. If this inspires people to do good, great. Do good. P.S. And another thing, Joseph oh, Smith also uh, commented on this uh, hundreds of years ago. He said, uh, self-aggrandizement making yourself bigger and better and and self-aggrandizing yourself is not a sin unless it hurts someone if it hurts someone then then yeah that's that's no good you, you can't do that he really but said self-aggrandizement's that? fine he really said that actually i can hear i can i'll find the exact quote because i know somebody if i like, could feel morally minute. justified in my braggadocio that will be one <laughs> of the single largest spiritual advancements that this show has ever given humanity <laughs> And myself included. Well, then I better, then I better check this. (laughs) Yeah. So by the way, if anybody is going to a podcast, okay, it's called what baggage check, mental health, talk and advice. I would ask that person, are you not commercializing your advice about mental health? What if we did the exact, applied the exact same rubric to you? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what's the purpose of you? Are you trafficking in mental health issues? And also personally, I just think if you're going to a podcast to sort out your mental health issues, I'm sorry, you're not going to the correct font. Yeah, all right. Not the place you to know, go. Whether it's, so, <laughs> you know what I'm so saying? Joseph, so Joseph was asked, the prophet was asked, and I, I didn't get this totally right. So here's how, here's really what it is. Okay. Uh, the prophet was asked, Joseph, is the principle of self aggrandizement wrong? Should we seek our own good? He answered, it is a correct principle and may be indulged upon only one rule or plan, and that is to elevate, benefit, and bless others first. If you will elevate others, the very work itself 
will exalt you. Upon no other plan can a man justly and permanently aggrandize himself. So he says, self-aggrandizement is not wrong. Can somebody put lift that on first. a plaque in the church office building? Like all <laughs> the time, I, di- I started the PR office for my mission in Buenos Aires North, okay? Because it was difficult to do missionary work in an urban environment because you, you can't talk to people in apartment buildings in the 20 floors above the street and you can't talk to them 20 feet below. You can only walk in the street where you're meeting everybody from every other province except for the one that your war boundaries are in, right? So I convinced the uh, mission president to allow me to start a PR division of our mission and we did great things. We were painting hospitals and doctors were coming out saying, oh, I used to take the discussions when I was a teenager in college up in Tucumán, and I even played basketball with the elders there, but I, I, you know, I got baptized and I moved to Buenos Aires and I kind of fell out of the habit. I never connected with the church again. Like, where, where's your lo- local congregation, bro? I mean, we're, we're getting like inactive doctors who, you know, um, are like seeing us painting hospitals saying, oh yeah, I want to get involved in the church again. You know, we were doing great things, right? And it was like pulling teeth, like the wheelchair foundation that we teamed up with one year did this beautiful video of just like these families whose lives were changed. They were bust out of rural Bolivia, Peru, Argentina, the northern province, uh, provinces that still struggled struggled with f- food security during the uh, the economic depression in Argentina. And, and th- they barely had enough money um, and income for food, let alone a $5,000 wheelchair, right? And all of a sudden, the church, through its don- um, donation apparatus, as well as its delivery apparatus, because oftentimes getting the goods is the easy part. Ethically mm-hmm. distributing them without them getting stolen is the hard part. And it's the church- way more complicated than people think. Yeah, like all- that entire warehouse in Puerto Rico of all the goods that were given to the Puerto Ricans during that big horrible storm that knocked out their infrastructure and you found out that like the governor of Puerto Rico and his buddies were basically just keeping it all in a warehouse and selling it on the black market you know like yeah. in order yeah. to in order to avoid that oftentimes people will team up with the church as a distribution apparatus yes okay not as uh, just a, a a money collections apparatus right and this video was made and it was beautiful i cried during the video i remember just sobbing as a missionary thinking this is so beautiful this is pure charity um uh, and, and the love of god undefiled or whatever is pure charity undefiled before god is the visiting of the 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 widows and the orphans and the whatever that scripture is in james right yeah and just trying to get them to put that in the email blast to all the members in buenos aires was like pulling Mm -hmm. teeth they're like well we're supposed to give anonymously and we don't want to self-aggrandize it's like this isn't self-aggrandizement most people don't even know the wheelchair foundation exists most people don't even know we do this most people think that we're just some kind of like horrible oppressive you saw on the jubilee media video how it said like 64 percent of the jubilee media respondents thought the mormon church is harmful to society and i'm like they asked does it do any good and two Two-thirds of people said, no, doesn't do any but good. Even, <laughs> even the gay guy Dylan was like, you know, this may be an unpopular opinion, but uh, I actually think it's a net positive because uh, he's, he's yeah. been in it and he's seen it. And that guy's really cool. By the way, he reached out in the comments on one of our videos and he said, I, and I invite him on the show. I said, hey, you seemed really cool. I'd love to invite you on my show. And then apparently I just got a screenshot from somebody in the Discord saying like, oh, he responded saying, how do I reach out? What website? I haven't been able to find the comment yet. So Dylan, if you're watching this, bro, <laughs> Seth, it's wardradio.com. Just reach out on wardradio.com. We'll connect. We'll talk. Um, so anyway, the- uh, Well, okay. So I so wish this that they, th- would, we, they would blast yeah. this stuff and not call it self-aggrandizement because it's not just to self-aggrandize as a church. It's to show that we did it 
And so can you. Something, and so can you. Exactly. I'm sorry. I veer verbose. Keep going. Yes. You know, you're absolutely right. It's a wonderful example. And Mr. Excuse me, Brother Beast is doing the same thing. <laughs> now, Brother Beast, you're in good company. You're in good company because 2,000 years ago, our master, Jesus Christ, faced the same haters as you're facing today. In Matthew chapter oh. 12, and this is in the Discord, there's a little painting it. with a I little... I just pulled it out. Yeah. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24, when the Pharisees heard it, hurting, uh, heard that Jesus was healing people like the blind... Yeah. Right. Just like just like Brother Beast is helping with casting out devils. They said this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said of them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? So they said, Oh well, he's you know casting out, doing all this good stuff. Well, he he must be doing that with the power of the performance of altruism. How how bizarre, how tortured a, a brain do you have to have to see that? And instead of feeling this like, oh my gosh, this wonderful compassion and being and moved by by what Brother Beast is doing, instead to be like, oh, well, he it's just performative altruism. Like you've got a problem. You got a problem. Well, and this is also now, a case for organized religion. One of the things that I um, always hated in my mission. Now, Buenos Aires had a horrible problem with a military junta in the 80s and 90s that was in unfortunate cahoots with much of the leadership of the local Catholic church there where they would uh, take women and do brutal things planting chickens where they had pregnancies that were forcibly interrupted, shall we say, as a torture method. They would throw people out of airplanes with no parachutes. If they'd go in and they'd um, they'd uh, take students and if you had showed up to a local median meeting, uh, meeting where they had discussed communism or something, um, they would kidnap in the middle of the night everybody that was in your address book that had showed up to that meeting. And then they'd also kin- kidnap anybody that had associated with them. Like 20 people would go missing in the middle of the night. And in one of my areas, um, there was this field we would always uh, cross through in between two giant apartment complexes. And it, the area was slowly getting developed as the urban sprawl of Buenos Aires continued. And when they were digging the foundations for the new apartment building, they found a mass grave. And they had to genetically test and try and get dental records and things like that to figure out who Los Desaparecidos are. And the mother of Los Desaparecidos still march on the um, on the Capitol like every Wednesday or something with their with their white hoods. So, like, you know, I can see why in Argentina people with that vivid memory will have such a reaction against organized religion because they were in the immediate wake of some really horrible war crimes. What were war crimes and deep corruption that is a a violation of the second commandment, right? But here in America where we haven't had a church commit war crimes, you know, sometimes I find the sound bite that, oh, I'm 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 spiritual but not religious and I just don't believe in organized religion. One of the things I would always say is, well, then you've completely hamstringed your capacity to truly help your fellow man let me tell you, like when a tsunami hits, it's not a bunch of hippies who just interrupt their meditation in order to go help out. When the levees broke in Louisiana, all right, it wasn't like a bunch of grass atheists. Yeah, it wasn't a bunch of atheists and, you know, spiritual people that all of a sudden just showed up. No, it was the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, like with uh, mobilizing a massive effort in conjunction. Like they were there before FEMA was. 
Yes. They were there yes. before FEMA was, dude. Yeah, we're always there before FEMA is. Yeah. I think the first two vessels to show up, if I'm not mistaken, were the vans of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I think an aircraft carrier from Israel. And I'm like, if that's not like, yeah, there was, a, there was an aircraft carrier from Wait, Israel. Wait, so you're saying the Israel, the Israelites and the Israelis. <laughs> yeah, the, the Israelites and the, and the other Israelites showed up. The right? Ephraimites, the Ephraimites and the Jews. Dude, so yeah, okay, it's so, like crazy. So, yeah, they get, they get, you know, you never see the, uh, you know, the, the atheists are always saying, we don't need religion to be compassionate or altruistic. And it's like, well, then how come you never are? No, but it's not just the atheists. That's numero uno ex-Mormon anti-Mormonism right there. The same yeah, people yeah. coming at us, whether it's in the Jubilee debate, whether it's in the RFM debate, RFM like straight up said, I'm not responsible. I am not my brother's keeper. I can tear yeah, down I'd their faith and just leave them. Destroy families and, you know, what me worry. And it's hey. like, Wow. This yeah. is, and by the way, Mr. Beast is the bad guy for his performative altruism. You know, I don't know. Well, speaking of RFM and these these charming anti-Mormons, uh, the last two things in the Discord are some snippets of the exact same heat that Brother Beast is getting and that Jesus Christ, our master himself, got. Really? That now his restored oh church gosh. is getting today. I can't this believe is, this. I know. I know, dude. The <laughs> just, LDS like, giving machines and Mormon monopoly. You think, how do you, how do you people, what kind of a tortured brain? So this is a Mormon stories podcast devoted to exposing the fraud of the LDS giving machines. They're so excited to just like insinuate there must be, I, the, the, my, I, I had to watch some of this. Uh, my favorite line from it is when Radio Free Mormon says, you know, they never do anything unless they're going to get something out of it. And I think, was he in this episode? Yeah, yeah, I'm like I can hardly think of anything we've ever done that we have got something. Jeez, <laughs> but they're just they're just warped. Their their brains what's, are just what's, are dog what's this one? The scamming machines of the church. Yes. What? So this is another this is another bitter, angry uh, ex Mormon or anti Mormon, uh, McKinsey Vance, who is just knows uh, the, the greatest line from this. She says, "There's a line in the uh, terms and conditions. This is the big red. This is the big smoking gun that she's found, and it says." That if they run out of an item, that they could take that money towards a different item. She goes, well, that means they could just steal the money and do whatever they want. So if no, they run doesn't. out of $5 blankets for tsunami victims, um, if they run out of $5 blankets, they, they might just buy $5 MREs to feed them instead of clothe them. Like Actually, actually, no. The church is even more strict than that. They say it has to be something in the same category. So if it's clothing or homeless... Then they keep it in that category. And she says, oh, well, that's just they could do anything with it. This is the same tortured, twisted logic that they use against Brother Beast. And we're the bad people. Use. And we're the I bad know, ones. I know. We're, we're the I ones know, that are causing harm. So, hey, and Brother Beast, don't you worry about it, brother. You're in good company. You're in good company with Jesus Christ himself and his restored gospel today. And if you want to be in the same company as these awesome people like Mr. Beast, you go find justserve.org. You can serve people in your local communities and people are going to hate you for it. They're going to think you're stupid and naive for it. And fine. Let them think that you're doing the right thing. Dude. Yeah, this is crazy. Do you notice that there's a trend here? If you are successful and if you're willing to go out of your way to help other people, you're hated by the same people that hate the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and hated Jesus. Like, yeah. I, I, and by the way, if you're advocating against those that do altruism, if you're trying to call it some kind of 
what was this a, a, a scamming machine? I'm sorry. The giving machines are one of the most unimpeachable yeah. charity projects I've ever yeah, seen in geez. my life. Like, well, UNICEF, UNICEF is busted embezzling $32 million. The church is like giving one of the most transparent and like obvious acts of charity out there. That's by the way, perfectly adapted to a consumerist American society that's used to purchasing yes. things from vending it's, machines. It's genius. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so they're, if you found a way, like it says, it's easy to get charitable with other people's money. No, it's a partnership where they, oh my gosh. They're getting charitable with their money. Yeah. The brilliant wow. part is that we're helping other people. And that's what Mr. Beast and Just Serve do. They help other, they help you be charitable for you, for in your community. It's genius. And if we can't trust what they say about the giving machines and what happened that we lived in our real life lived experience in 2024, how on earth could we ever trust them with these podcasts they make about what happened in 1924, the secret meetings in, in 1924, or what happened in 1824 with, you know, Joseph Smith, he was really just a money digger that found some tin and he spray painted it gold and there's acronyms uh -huh. in the Book of Mormon. They Never use, mind that I talk that about spray, spray painting tin, you know, like. They use that same twisted, tortured, biased logic that lens every they see everything through that lens these people they look God. at mr beast they look at a thousand people who used to be blind and they're not blind anymore and they go <laughs> well it's like they're the literal meme boy. of just like well actually actually like, whenever in 2024 i hear somebody say gaslighting you know yeah. what i'm saying uh, or, well, actually, then you just know it's going to be a hot pile of steaming anti-Mormon garbage. <laughs> so, um, all right. Is there anything we're missing, bro? We're way over time here. Is there anything we're missing, my man? Brother Beast, we're, we're thrilled that you took the gold pill, that you're joining the Lord's team. You don't have to be baptized a member of the church. That'd be great. But doing the Lord's work by caring for the poor and the needy, we're glad to have you, brother. You're an inspiration. All right. Awesome. Well, as always, guys, for this and more, please check us out at wardradio.com. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Wake up. Top of the morning. The bacon is crispy. The coffee is pouring. My meditation is peeling an orange. The bank says I'm already scoring. I got a parking spot right outside. Step into my brand new ride. All we ever get is green lights and blue skies. This is gonna be the best day 